Which brings us on to CM Punk. Now, in an interview with Stone Cold Steve Austin, um, nearly a decade ago, Vince McMahon flat out turned around and said that the door was open for CM Punk because he had mended fences with the likes of Hogan, Warrior and Stone Cold Steve Austin himself. In fact, I believe this interview took place in 2014, shortly after Punk left. So it would be nine years now. It's been nine years, over nine years, since CM Punk wrestled for the WWE. In fact, when we get to the Royal Rumble, it will be a decade since CM Punk walked out on the company. Now, Ariel, Ariel, uh, Ari Emanuel and Nick Khan are all about business. And CM Punk has a good business relationship with the guys on the UFC side of things. Obviously, now this is one company. It is TKO. Endeavor own the UFC. Endeavor have partnered up with WWE to form TKO. And when CM Punk was involved with Endeavor, when he was involved in UFC, he had a good relationship with Ari Emanuel, had a good relationship with Dana White. And these guys have absolutely no issue with bringing CM Punk in. Neither does Vince McMahon because he said so himself. And nothing that happened at AEW has any relevance whatsoever. In fact, anybody that you speak to within the WWE who's spoken to people that are already at AEW, including Cody Rhodes, know that CM Punk is almost blameless for what happened over there. So as bad as it may look on the internet and as bad as the bullshit that Dave Meltzer's coming out with, and despite the fact that Tony Khan came out and said he feared for his life because he's a coke-sniffing pussy, um, the WWE do not believe internally that CM Punk was a part of that problem. Now, CM Punk's not been forgiven entirely for what he did while he was at the WWE, and CM Punk was also difficult to communicate with even as late as five years ago when he was involved with Fox because Fox badly wanted him to uh, return to the WWE and the WWE were not so keen on it, but they were willing to talk to Punk. And it was Punk who was difficult to get into those conversations with the WWE. The only time Punk was interested in talking to the WWE was to tell them that he had an offer from AEW and was basically fishing around to see if WWE would match it. But WWE had absolutely zero interest in paying Punk $5 million per year. And the WWE still don't have any interest in paying him $5 million a year. But the good thing is CM Punk doesn't want it. CM Punk is willing to return to the WWE for a fraction of that, probably around about um, a third of that money to do something with the WWE, providing it is a part-time deal. And a part-time deal is what will be suitable to all parties. Now, I understand that one of the key things from the business point of view, so when you're looking at Ari Emanuel and you're looking at Nick Khan, is to keep this momentum going. They don't want any kind of negative momentum. And you're probably sitting there thinking, well, that means they don't want to sign CM Punk. Well, it's the opposite because they are on a strong run of pay-per-views or PLEs that have been positively received by the mainstream media and via the ticket sales. And they are very, very wary now that Chicago could elicit a negative crowd response based on the fact that many people want to see CM Punk turn up for that show. 
As soon as CM Punk was released finally from AEW or fired, there was immediately an immediate microscope on this Chicago Survivor Series event. And despite the fact that Ari, Emmanuel and Nick Khan don't want to be involved creatively, they do have an awareness enough because they are top tier business people and know that this could lead to a negative reaction. They are also aware of the fact that the WWE have had previous political issues with CM Punk. They know all of the history. But if CM Punk isn't coming back to the WWE, why are my sources telling me that members of the roster were questioned about how they feel about CM Punk coming back to the company? In addition to that, what I've been told is there's a vast majority of people do not care if CM Punk returns to the company. And let me explain why. The WWE compared to 2014 and now is a very, very different place. And there is a heightened awareness among people in the company that know that they will barely see CM Punk if he returns to the company. A vast majority of people on the salary that CM Punk would get if he was to return to WWE all have their own tour buses, all have a different call time and are barely seen in and around the arena. I've spoken to wrestlers about the possibility of my son getting another opportunity to meet Roman Reigns because Roman Reigns, we had that one very, very cool interaction with a year ago. But since then, obviously, there's a lot more Roman Reigns merchandise out. My son is currently collecting the Mattel Ultimate Edition figures. And um, he's got an Ultimate Edition Roman Reigns and a Roman Reigns Funko Pop with, with two titles that he wants to get signed. And I've basically been told it's impossible, not backstage or at the hotel, because Roman's situation means that he stays sometimes in a different hotel or he stays in the top part of the WWE hotel and is escorted in privately via a service lift. Nobody sees Roman Reigns in the hotel and when he arrives at the arena later than everybody else, he's kept in a private area where only Roman Reigns' opponent goes to see him to finalise whatever they are doing. So that is the situation of Roman Reigns. It's also a similar situation for the likes of Randy Orton, Cody Rhodes, Seth Rollins, Becky Lynch, and CM Punk would be exactly the same. There would be no way for there to be any kind of significant conflict with CM Punk unless that conflict was with the higher-ups and it would be about creative issues. CM Punk isn't coming in on a full-time deal, staying in the hotel with the boys, traveling on the coach with the upper mid-card talent, and everybody knows it, and everybody accepts that, despite the fact that he hasn't been there for almost 10 years. CM Punk isn't coming on the same, coming in on the same deal as the guys who are there week after week. And that's life. And they're used to it. They got used to it with Brock. They're used to it with Roman. And they're used to it with more and more people. That's what they've got used to. Cody Rhodes just came in from AEW after doing nothing in the WWE during his previous run and turned up with $3 million, a tour bus and a monster guaranteed push. That's just the way it is with WWE because business is business and bringing in CM Punk is good for business. And it's certainly good to avoid 
a negative crowd response in Chicago. So my understanding at this point in time is that there is there is an offer for CM Punk that appeals to all parties. Welcome, everyone, to the Dirty Sheets special edition, I guess, kind of emergency podcast. That's what we said on Twitter. Uh, we're going to go over some Survivor Series. Nothing much really happened in wrestling this week, but we decided to, uh, that we're going to talk about it anyway. Uh, I'm Cav. You know who I am. I'm with Billy. You especially know who he is. Um, so, Billy, anything uh, worthy of note happened this weekend? Hold on while I open a Pepsi here. Hold on. Thank you. Okay, go ahead. Well, nothing should be surprising if you listen to this show, and thousands of people do, and they get it for free every single week, and they won't be getting that anymore as of, well, let's set a date on this. It's going to be as of today because we're not really doing the Dirty Sheet shows anyway. I'm supposed to be doing it with guest hosts, but from the start of next year, from January 1st, we are not doing any more free shows at all. So... You are not going to hear me speak for free. People don't appreciate it. You should. You want to get your news from people who have a 10% hit rate or people who want to tell you everything after it happened. I see this now. Fightful say this is the CM Punk deal. <laughs> Dave, Meltzer says, Dave Meltzer says this is what was going on over the weekend and this is how it all laid out and 
and the backstage rece- and, and everybody was very um, cool with CM Punk during the day and he was very nice to people. You don't know anything. You don't fucking speak to nobody. Nobody talks to you. Who's going to talk to Dave Meltzer? Everybody knows who he is. You talk to Dave Meltzer, you're done. Who's yeah. talking to Sean Ross Sapp? I told you on the last episode, it was one, like, one runner. Some fucking guy who gets drinks and has to go down and get like food and pick up the fucking deliveries for people. And he sees a board and he talks to Sean Ross Sapp because they probably palm him off with a little bit, a little bit of money to, to, to sit, to take a photograph. He's friends with someone like, Oh, he's my buddy. I talk to him on the phone. He's famous. You know, one of those things. Yeah. He gives a, he's a fucking hillbilly prick. But anyway, at the end of the day, he knows nothing. They knew nothing. And this is the barometer in anything else. When you're talking about news in, in sports or when you're talking about the NFL draft and it's rumors about, oh, who's going to go number one and who's going to go number two. If somebody was wrong about that over and over again, nobody would listen to what they had to say. True. But, there, but there's forgiveness that's attached to the same group of people all the time. And there's this insane stupidity that is driving me fucking crazy to the point where I can't fucking do this anymore. I've... I'm the best by a mile. And not only am I the best at getting the news right and doing that part of it. And let's go backwards just a little bit before I make my point. The reason I started doing this fucking news and I didn't even monitor, I didn't statistically monitor what Dave Meltzer did for a large part of my life. I became aware of him in my, in my twenties and whatnot. Didn't track what was right, what was wrong. Mm -hmm. He generally wasn't a hundred percent. I realized that of course, but, I did kind of go along with the plans change thing and and just and just live with it. I wasn't an obsessive wrestling fan or an obsessive dirt sheet person. I went on board with Steel Cage, started doing a few news bits myself from um, meeting a few people through the through, people know how I've obtained my sources. We've talked about it before uh, in terms of people finding out how uh, you can bet on it, people wanting to get involved in that, becoming more friendly with me, becoming more friendly with uh, people I introduced them to that could get bets on, etc. This led to a, a, a load of contacts. One of my older contacts that I told you about the other day, who writes a magazine, who's involved in a magazine over here, um, has known me since Big Brother. That's another contact. But all in all, all in all, I have three sources. Three sources and I live in a different fucking country. And over the last decade, time and time and time and time again, I've embarrassed these cunts. I've embarrassed these cunts. I've embarrassed these cunts. I've embarrassed these cunts. Every single month, every single week, every year, it happens all the fucking time. And the catalyst for me doing it was the fact that Dave Meltzer 10 years ago reported that CM Punk would be back for WrestleMania 30. And I was going to WrestleMania 30. And CM Punk didn't turn up in Chicago that night a couple of weeks ago before WrestleMania. And I thought, fuck this. This is a joke. This is embarrassing. This is unacceptable. And I could do a better job with my three sources. And for years, with three people talking to me in a different fucking country, I have been number one by far. And not only number one at this, we have a better podcast than them. We're more entertaining than them. We, We have better news than them. We have better we have better reviews than them. Our rating system is more fair and factual and makes more sense. Everything we do is better, and it has been better for the past ten years. Everything I've touched in this has been better. But you want to continue to quote them. You want to continue to listen to them. You want to continue to pay them. Now you pay me, 
and you don't hear me unless you pay me. And that's how it's going to be. And this is the final straw that broke the camel's back. The big fucking story. The biggest fucking fish in history that you could get. When is he coming back? Is he ever going to come back to the WWE for 10 years? CM Punk, CM Punk in the background. Is he coming? Is he coming? Is he coming? Is it going to be this year? Is it going to be this year? Is it going to be now? Is it going to be year, year one, year two, year three, year four, year five, year six, seven, eight, nine? And I told you he was coming back. Confidently, I told you. I was looking for fucking plane tickets. I text Cav the week saying, yeah, he's coming back. I need to, I need to get to Chicago. So here we are. I'm done. It's all your fault. It's all your fault, people listening, because you're not supporting the show properly. And now you can go and support it with your wallets if you want to. If you don't, I don't give a shit. Like, I'm not making anything anyway. So I'll continue to do the same amount of content, but it will be two shows a week. We will do a, we will do a review on YouTube, uh, a preview on YouTube. We'll post the preview up on the podcast. It will be 10 minutes on YouTube. The same 10 minutes will be posted on the feed. It'll be the 10 minutes to say what we're talking about on the Dirty Sheets and 10 minutes to say what we're talking about on the Wrestling Informer. We are going to be doing two 45-minute shows a week from 2024. The only time you'll hear me again for free will be before Christmas. Consider it a final Christmas present where we will do our year-end year review and that'll be a nice 90-minute show or so. And then after that, go fuck yourself. You're all going to pay me. I've got no loyalty to you because you've had no loyalty to me. But who was right all along? You know it was me. And this is it. This was this was the one that I wanted. And I'm and I'm out. Don't need to wait for Roman Reigns to lose. Fuck you. <laughs> do you th- what do you think the the main thing is why you don't get the traction that these other guys get? Do you think I'm it's not because what- you're not Mr. Uh, nice guy, smiley guy, you know, kissing ass? Is that pretty much the reason? I tell you, it's it's very simple and it's down to being a real fucking person. Do I want to fuck women? Yes. Do I look at women and say I want to fuck them? Yes. Do I think men are men and, and women are women? Yes. Do I think I'm more likely to be mugged by a black person? Is it a statistical fact that they commit more crimes? Yes. Do I state these types of things? Do I state these these types of things? Are, are, are gays going to have children? No. Like, is that what it says that you should have done in the Bible? No, because that's not how you're supposed to do things. So it is an abnormal way to live. Do I have a problem with it? No, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck about trannies, gays, blacks, whites. I don't care about any of this shit. What I care about is when it's shoved down my throat where it's like, oh, tra- transgenders are cool and gays are cool and black lives do matter. And no, they don't. None of this fucking matters. You don't need to get, you don't need to get, uh, triple boosted and you don't need to fucking like march for BLM and you don't need to support all the fucking rainbow colors and all the bullshit. And you don't need to jump on every fucking bandwagon going because it changes every fucking week. You don't need to do it and I don't do it, but maybe I did need to do it to be reported in the dirt sheets. And if I did need to do it to be in the dirt sheets, if I needed to be woke, if I needed to jump on every single bandwagon, if I needed to raise up my fist and say, hey, Black Lives Matter, and, and hey, oh, let's for, let's support that transgender kid, um, and let's fucking support abortions and all the other shit I didn't support, like fucking Joe Biden and all this other shit, then I don't want to be in dirt sheets anyway. So I'll continue to just do it my way, I'll just continue to call shit as I see it. I'll continue to look at women and say, hey, I want to fuck them. I want to fucking fuck her face and come on a big fucking plastic tape. 
that's what I see and that's what I'll fucking say. I say what I see and I'll never fucking do it any other way. I, if I maybe needed the money, but I don't because I make a shit ton of money from the other thing that I do. So I don't need that. And maybe that's a part of the problem as well because I don't need it because perhaps there's an issue to say where, pe- where, where people might think, oh, he already, I, I've heard this one before where it's like, oh, he, he, did, he did Big Brother and now he's doing this. And it's, yeah, yeah, we, we do different things. I, I, don't, I couldn't live in a house for the rest of my life. It was, it was a TV show. It lasted for 12 weeks. I did half of it and then they kicked me out halfway through. I wasn't going to continue. Like being a club promoter, uh, I was, which was another job that I did. Again, when you become 40 and you're the 40 year old who's running the club nights, who's sending out messages and saying, hey, who's, cel- who's celebrating their 21st birthday this weekend? Would I love to be doing it? Yeah, I'd love to still be fucking plowing through 21 year olds having their birthdays, but it becomes a little bit harder to do when you have a kid. And also, when you don't have the stamina or the will to be out night after night after night night after night. And I'm talking to someone, my co-host here, who couldn't even do that fucking shit for two days in a row. But I used to do it for five nights a week. I used to fucking just be up till six. I didn't do it in my 20s, let alone fucking when we met. Fuck that. I never did that shit. I did it. I did it five fucking days a week, fucking uh, in bed, like six or seven, six or seven o'clock in the morning, up Jesus. like one, two o'clock in the afternoon, trying to recover from the night before, trying to recover from the alcohol, trying to recover from the drugs, um, <laughs> then trying to then trying to get to the fucking gym as soon as I got up, and then come back shower, do it all again. Like Jesus. I've done that. It was unsustainable. So, of course, I moved into something else. I moved on to sports betting, where I've been winning money since I was 14 years old, when I stood outside and tried to get men to put bets on me. While my other friends were trying to get people to buy them cigarettes, I was trying to make bets when I was 14 years old. That's why I do that. And at the same time, I've been watching this for six years earlier than that, since I was eight years old. And people can turn around like fucking Conan and Disco and the other losers on that show and turn around and say, oh, hey, if you've never been in a ring, you shouldn't have an opinion. Well, your opinion fucking sucks because all it is is a way to bring the conversation back around to yourselves and things you did back in the day. And and their opinion sucks and Vince Russo's opinion sucks because I heard what he had to say today about the whole CM Punk thing where his opinion was, oh, hey, the way I would have done it, the way I would have done it, bro we got to do the voice um, the way i would have done it was to have all of the people talking about how they feel um, about cm punk coming back so he would have had everybody cutting promos throughout the show about how they feel that cm punk's back that's a great idea you would have run uh, through fucking a year nice no, shit idea you would have run through a year of storylines where everybody just told you straight up how they felt about the guy on one fucking show so you'd have blown your load with with fucking a year story where everybody just commented on CM Punk. And I even saw that in the group chat where they said, oh, the, the, the promo on Raw was was underwhelming. Um, yeah, I see that it, a it's lot. Not fucking- it's like, I don't know what the fuck they want. Yeah, I mean, I would have liked him to, you know, rip apart where he was. That would have been fun. Like, you know, Double J when he came back, you know, you talk about the other side, right? That That's the only thing I but would other- expect. But one don't talk about too. That, that's yeah, the thing. True. It's true. That's 100%. Yeah. It- it's not worth talking about. I mean, that that's the thing. These deluded dirt sheet, dirt sheet losers won't talk about me. A few times I've broken sap into doing it. But it's just ridiculous because that whole thing 
what we do here as far as the news i don't like the news side of things i think that we do a good enough show just talking about what happened mm. and analyzing the way that we do like going in when we're having the conversation um about the survivor series when we're talking about gunfo we're talking about escobar we're talking about if or punk does or doesn't come in we all said he would but um that, that, that's the kind of shows that I like to do. I didn't get the respect on 100 to do that. It was just get on with the news, get on with the news. Look, I don't want to fucking do the news. If I do the You're news, I want to be paid. Guy. And that's the thing too, is like a lot of people I see on our Twitter at Dirty Sheets X, um, it's, it's more about, I think it's way more about what your thoughts are than what you've heard for news. You have, of course, the news people that, you know, like to know the scoop and stuff like that. But it has always been, and this was me listening to you on Steel Cage, right? It was, I enjoy your opinion and wanted to know what you thought of something because I think your thoughts when it comes to the the business are good. Like, you could come up with storylines. I, I can't really do that much. Um, it's, you know, a, a piece here or there. Um but it was it's always been just your thoughts on this stuff and, and how it went is your your gold, I think. Yeah, I mean that that's 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 part of the disrespect because that is something that other people can get away with doing and and they do do it. And I don't find their shows particularly interesting. I think post wrestling is shit. I think smart wrestling fan is shit. I think Dave Meltzer and Brian Alvarez is shit. I think Disco Inferno and Conan is shit. I think all of this stuff is fucking horrendous content. Like, by comparison to us, we do a show that A, has the news, B, we give our opinions, and three, most importantly to me, if these people even exist out there, we find a way to do it so that we can actually appeal to men. We can actually appeal to men who want to go out and drink with us and sit with us and socialize with us and, and eat with us or whatever, or, or want to go to shows with us. That's what I try to create with this, with our own community. The problem is, is that the latter part, I'm not sure at this point, that, or I've just not, not been sure for a while now that that even exists, where people actually appreciate that element that we bring to it. Whereas it's instead, with that third part, yeah, we could give opinions and yeah, we could give news and we would keep our noses clean. We would probably be able to cross over into the the other world, which I've been in before. I've been involved with um, Raj Geary. I've been involved with Sports Kida. Um, I was in K100. I was with Russo. So that, that also is crossover because they are more woke than you think. Uh, Russo, not so much, but, but Conan, in, Conan in particular will text you not to say certain things all the time. Um which is which is bullshit. It goes completely against the name of the show. It's not keeping it one hundred at all. The guy's a fucking pussy. He constantly texts you to tell you what you what you what you can't say and not to upset people that he wants to make money from. So that show is completely fraudulent. This goes completely fraudulent. They're all fraudulent. Um, Russo's pretty genuine, but he's bitter. He hates WWE. He hates wrestling. He hates wrestling fans. He hates the fact he can't get his job back. So again, there's a disingenuous nature to that. Um, yeah, you know, Russo would way. take a job Every back. I think if they offered him one. Yeah, and he hates everything. He hates. Every, he has not praised anything in in twenty years. So there's a disingenuous nature to everybody that we don't have uh, on this show. So we we keep it real. We we do the news, as I said. We do our opinions, and then um, the other element is is that we try to make it appeal 
to people that we would want to socialize with or people that want to socialize with us in whatever circle. And that is where we fall down. And that is the part that is most important to me because I don't want to associate with complete fucking dorks who are fat as fuck, that don't go to the gym, that don't know how to use and never have used their fucking dicks and, and are offended by women and talking about women and talking about real life topics. Um, like, like, for example, like we have Umar in our group and we're always fucking hazing him about like, you know, with, 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 with black jokes and whatnot, or recently there's been Jew jokes in the group or whatever. Hey, listen, that shit's been happening for fucking year for decades and decades and decades and centuries. Just because the world want certain people who run the world went woke doesn't mean that you need to fucking do it. Doesn't mean that we were always wrong. Doesn't mean that, uh, that the WWE were wrong because they used to let their women do Playboy or, or whatever happened in the Attitude Era. I fucking hate this bullshit now where people watch it back and go, oh, this didn't age well. It aged yeah, fine. No. You aged wrong, you fucking pussy. You're the one that aged wrong. The product didn't age wrong. Nothing on television aged wrong. Comedy didn't age wrong. Eddie Murphy stuff that he used to do, Dave Chappelle, all these people... Oh, that stuff aged badly. No, it didn't. You come, you age badly. You know what's funny? Society, in the same breath, like, they do that's the, the problem. In the same breath, they say what geniuses like Pryor was and Eddie Murphy. In the same breath of oh, the horrible things he said. You can't have it both ways. Now that you, they should go back and say how horrible they are and and what horrible human beings they are for saying such horrible things. Um, but they they you know, hold in reverence how great they are. You can't have it both fucking ways. They should say, they tried with the, oh, it was a different time. Funny's fucking funny. I mean, Jesus Christ, if people can't fucking laugh at other people as a fucking, I mean, it's not a hateful fucking uh, comedy, right? It's, it's fucking, you know, everyone's still fucking friends, but you are allowed to fucking bust balls with any person, any race, any creed, anything. If it's funny, it's fucking funny. And it's a shame that podcasting has really only grown in the last decade because, well, I didn't know you then, but I believe that had we started this at the, maybe at the end of the Attitude Era when I was in my early 20s or, or whatever, or even just after... When after did podcasting did, um, start? Fuck. Yeah, I don't know. But like, I think that if this was a thing back in the maybe just after i did big brother when i was 23 so this was like mid 2000s let's say um i don't know when we went where we actually went woke either but i i, I firmly believe that there was an opportunity for us to have the most listened to podcast and eventually it would have been a case of oh my god have you listened to their shows from 10 years ago these yeah. guys are pieces of shit these and it would have been like you know what it's 10 years ago fuck you we're we're rich we made our money off this yeah. shit and people people that we've already got a loyal fan base and everybody's listening to us instead it's been trying to grow at this during these woke times where every time you do get some growth then you end up getting suffocated or 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 stamped out or sent back to the start of the line. And that's just constantly how it's been. But what I, what we have built up is a loyal following of people, those ones that I, that I do see. And um, you have some people who are loyal to the point where they haven't invested in the additional content and whatnot because they're quite happy just to get the little taste. And that's really the part that I don't want to do anymore. I, I don't want to fucking do anything for free. I don't do any sports gambling stuff for free. Every single thing I do is, is 
is um, is paid. Um, I don't enjoy it anymore to the point where I can just come on. And it's not because I don't enjoy wrestling. And it's not because I don't enjoy um, talking with you. It's the engagement I don't enjoy. I, I, it's, it's the Twitter I don't enjoy. It's the seeing the fans and what they've become that I don't enjoy. It's it's overexposure to this side of the business. I when I when I enjoyed wrestling the most, I knew like seven people that watched it, <laughs> and it was it was simple time. Like I I was one of the, I, I I probably I don't know how I would have gone about wrestling with girls and whatnot um, had I not been had I not been on television, had I not been given that and and been given the confidence to say. They're going to fuck you anyway because you've been on TV, you're still on TV, and you run important club nights where they want that they want to go to. So I always had a status behind me. Whereas, like, look, like you, you, I know if you want to fuck me, then you got to put up with the wrestling stuff around the house. Now, had I not been important outside of my house in terms of had a cool factor away, you go, at, you come into my house. I'm not cool at all. It's fucking nerdy shit all over the water. At least it was, it's not so much now, but as soon as you walk into my house or as soon as I, I used to get, I used to get changed in a house, um, which was a nerd, which is a nerd then. And I'd walk out and I'd be like the cool guy running a club night or go into my appearances after I came off television. But the girls, they would come back to that, that, that room or that place that had wrestling pictures up and whatnot back then. But that was when I was really in love with it. The thing that's killed it, it's not necessarily just been the fact that the product's not as good as it was, but it's been the fans. It's been the engagement. It's been Twitter. It's been the it's been the Twitter accounts being deleted. It's been the reports. It's been the whole oh I got him. I'm the one. I'm the one that get him got him deleted. Or oh let's get him deleted. Or oh let's fucking report him. Uh, report his podcast and mm-hmm. report his website. Let's report him to Sports Keto and let's fucking. Um, get cut. Let's let's start moaning to K100. So you have to have these stupid, boring phone calls with Conan. And yeah, I I hate them, and they're the reason why um, I don't want to do it. Like I I, I want to do it. The part of me that wants to do it is because of the people that have supported us. I want to do it because I'm a fucking stubborn cunt, and I and don't want. It gives you more. It gives you more pain than pleasure. <laughs> Yeah, and I don't in any way want to fully ever leave the space because that would give people the win, even though I'm the one who has the biggest win now. They, they, if anybody is listening with a brain at this point, I mean, you explain this to me because I'm me and I don't understand it. And I've been me and I've been in this situation for you know seven, eight years. And you ask me the question and, and ask me my opinion of it. Let's reverse it your way. I'm a guy who is constantly correct. They are people who knew nothing. They knew nothing. There's literal screen, there's literally screenshots that I sent you of a collage of them saying he's not coming back. He's not coming back. He's not coming back. Then when they are all completely wrong and I was right, nobody is asking me to come on on their show. Nobody is listening to this show from the wrestling, or at least they are, but they won't, they won't publicize any of the comments that we made. So instead of coming here and saying, you know what, let's fucking let's listen to the guy who was right the whole time, and let's listen to him about what might happen next. Maybe he's got more information. Maybe we maybe he'll retell us what the background of that deal was. Maybe maybe this, maybe that. No, let's go and let's cite and quote the people who were always wrong, 
who were wrong throughout, who embarrassed themselves throughout. But now, as reported by Fightful, here are the details regarding the CM Punk deal. The deal, they never knew that they that was going to get signed. And even to the point where, oh, I'm the one that really got to me. Did you see the one where he said that he knew? And it was a, um, a one-source story, so he couldn't report it. No. <laughs> Let me let me let me find this. In the meantime, like let's so, get your fucking take on it. I mean in terms the, of why you think why you think there's no logic here whatsoever. Well, I think it's obviously that you're hated by these people. I mean, that's that's a fucking for sure. And I think it's a lot of let's all get together and ignore him. And I know it's they they know that it fucking bothers you because you go fucking insane when you're right about this stuff. And it's it's the whole analogy when I tell you somebody says the sky is red and you're pointing at it going, it's not. It's clearly blue. And they just go, no, it's not. <laughs> and it's like right in front of them. So I, I think a lot of it is to just fuck you at the same time. And I, I know it's always, you know, you don't want to give them the satisfaction of quitting. Like, But I'm like, but meanwhile, you hate doing it. <laughs> so I'm like. I don't know how that's a win for you if you're miserable fucking doing it. Like I had said, I, I don't want to do any other shows other than my show after Mania. I don't want to do any more fucking shows. It's it's too many fucking shows. And it's like, I don't, I, I'll fucking, I want to, I'll jump on with you here or there. But I don't want to have to fucking do shows. It's It's too much with this fucking wrestling nonsense. Wait, what do you... What, are you talking about after mania? Yes, after mania. I don't want to do anything. Oh, are you talking? Oh, you're not so. Oh, so are you talking about not even doing the two a week? No, I don't want to do that. It's too much. I do my fucking be- show two two times. I do two wrestling shows. When there's a pay per view, I do more. You know, because like you said, getting paid for it. I, I got my fucking thing. I'm being paid. Um, and then I do my normal nonsense show where I just you know shoot the shit where it has nothing well, this to is, do with this wrestling is still, this is well privately this is still the same this is still the same amount of shows that you've always done this is still only one show a week i go i'm still this i was supposed to take off <laughs> doing just as yeah, many but, we, but, you, but, but you knew but you knew we were going to one we knew we were going to one page show a week after roman lost yeah yeah i mean fuck it yeah. ain't like you're fucking forced to do anything but whatever you know <laughs> I don't, I just don't know why you want to do it. I don't know why. You have all these other fun shows to do. You you have so many shows. I, I get, how many shows a week do you do? Uh, what for for sports betting? Yeah, just for anything. How many shows? Oh fuck, man! Sports gambling podcast. My last, my invoice for last month was twenty eight shows. <laughs> um, it's almost a show a and day. That's not- <laughs> Yeah, and then I have, <laughs> and then I have the the lock betting exclusive shows. So there's usually um, twelve of those a month as well. So that'll be NFL, the German soccer league, and um, it'll either be um, a wrestling sh- like there'll be a wrestling show oh that pops God. up on there. There'll be a boxing show, to, a one like boxing show that pops up on there, and there'll be um, actually there's more than that because there'll be Champions League bonus shows, Europa League. Bonus show. So there'll be three every so there was a six six plus Bundesliga is ten. 
plus the NFL show is 14 plus the uh, bonus wrestling. Yeah, so six, 16, 16 on there, 16 on Lockbang, 28 on the Sports Gambling Podcast, and then, of course, four for the dirty sheets every week. Oh yeah, that's God. 48. And, and you want to do, I, I don't understand. I don't. If I were you and you have the audience, obviously, I don't have what you have. Um, people hear me through you. Sometimes they like me and they come over my side. It, it, it is what it is, right? And I got no no problem with that. They're tuning in for your your content. If I'm you, I would because you do eight thousand fucking shows. If I'm in your shoes, what I do is I say I still want to do a little wrestling because you you enjoy it. You like wrestling. You like talking about it. People are interested in what you have to say. You have a Patreon just for the wrestling where you go once a week, I'm going to come on and just give my opinion of something. And you do a commentary and you charge whatever you charge and it gets it off your chest. You could do it at any time of the fucking day that you want to before fucking bed. If something came into your head, you pick up your phone and start fucking talking. It could be, you can get multiple shows a week or you can get one show a week. You're guaranteed one show a week, but you, you set your price. It's 20 bucks or whatever the fuck it is for the month. And that, people would fucking is, flock. That is what it is. I'm not doing it on my own, am I? You're not doing it on your own. I'm still. I'm. I'm. Con- so I'm continuing up until we start this, which is going to be the new way that we do things. So for you, it's going to be a one one hour twenty minute commitment a week, and we'll just we'll split it. It's going to be wrestling and format. It's going to be news. And that show we do anyway. So it's less than fucking 40 minutes. So we're gonna, it's going to be Wrestling Informer. That's going to be released separately. And then it's going to be our day sheet show, just talking shit what, from the week or whatever. So we're going to record them together on the same day that we do it. Um, and that's it. And we'll put it out as two shows. And that will be all that we do. See, here's, um, that's here's gonna my, replace, my that's fucking gonna, that's guideline. Gonna replace, here's my guideline. That's going to replace the rule. Go on. So... I've heard people, and we've talked about this too, where people go, why does this have to be with this Apple thing and this and that? Where, uh, uh, Like you, I'm going to say I told you so because I've said this from the beginning. Get a fucking Patreon just for this. Easier. Everyone gets on there. It's a proven to be a, a more profitable system like for, for podcasting mm-hmm. uh, through, throughout. Yeah. Uh, it works for my works for my log bang stuff. I'm not, it's not my fault wrestling fans are retarded. Um, it, it's it's a it's a you right click on your phone and it's there. You, you, it's the gratification you get. The, you get the show immediately. You subscribe immediately. Uh, you cannot beat that. The sign up process of Patreon in comparison to right clicking your phone and immediately being able to listen it's the to the people a podcast that don't have Apple. To. That's the issue. You're losing half of the fucking. I mean, we always think Android well, people are weird anyway. But who doesn't, who doesn't have Apple? Yeah, fuck, like fuck those. Apparently, weirdos. there's a few. <laughs> I still yell well, at my and, mother because she has a fucking Android. <laughs> Here's the thing: like, do you, do you remember this bit of the? Um, where is it? You know what? This is how this is how I feel. Like, I'm not leaving. <laughs> I'm not fucking leaving. The show goes on. So goes on. This is my home. Bad 
wrecking ball to take me out of here. Yeah, that that is me. That is that that. Look, there's there's no fucking money in this. There's nothing but stress. It's fucking. It's so unrewarding as well with the whole fucking thing. Like, as I said, like it's a huge week. I've embarrassed everybody. I fucking pull their pants down. I'm standing over their fucking corpses, and people are still fucking talking to them. People are still re- re- reporting and citing their news. Let me pull some of this fucking shit up. In response to CM Punk's appearance, Seth Rollins had a confrontational interaction with him near the stage area. You imagine that they believe that's real. Dave Meltzer then stated on the Wrestling Observer Radio that this was 100% an angle. WWE was aware that Seth Rollins made statements about CM Punk months ago where he called Punk a cancer and they were running an angle. How do you know? You were the guy who said he wasn't (laughs) coming in. But they quote, let me bring you some quotes here. WWE's stance on CM Punk hasn't changed. Don't expect him at Survivor Series ringside news. According to Dave Meltzer, CM Punk reached out to WWE, but they've declined to sign him. Fightful reported last night that there are no talks between Punk and WWE. This is in black and white. It says it here. This is what they said. Look at, looks like Survivor Series won't see the straight edge savior return. Dave Meltzer, I was told it's a pretty strong no. Retweeted by LockBetting.com, this will age badly, like every Meltzer story. Boom. Fightful. The last member of the men's babyface team was tentatively planned to be revealed before the day of WWE Survivor Series to avoid any false CM Punk speculation at Fightful Select. As we fast forward... To the now. We've noticed. Guess who wrote this? We've noticed that Patreon has a feature that allows people to subscribe for free and be alerted to free posts to go up. So Fightful Select has compiled a list of information regarding CM Punk (laughs) WWE Return that we've made public. You didn't know anything, you fucking stupid hillbilly freak cunt. (laughs) Why are you compiling a list of events when you never knew any events? And here's what he said. This is the one that got me. And this is when I realized there's no fucking point. If people want to hear me, they'll pay for it. If people don't, I'm not going to fucking bother with these people anymore. And this is the line. And this this was the end of the, of the road. Punk and Triple H had an hour-long conversation over the last two weeks that led to some mending of fences. Fightful had indicated were in... He doesn't even make sense, but he says what he's wrote. Fightful had it had indicated this last week, but didn't have appropriate secondary sourcing. Oh fuck. Well, this is the fucking um, yes, we can confirm that Razor's dead, right? <laughs> no, this is this is him lying about having the story and saying that he was told the story, but because it was one source, it would have been obvious where he got it from. Well, so he I mean, is, is lying. <laughs> but this is like the same as when WWE went. We, uh, we'd like to say our condolences to Scott Hall's family. He's dead. And then fucking he replies, we can confirm <laughs> that he's dead. <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh, Triple H confirmed Fightful's timeline of reporting, saying that it didn't look like anything was going to happen. 
and the deal came together very quickly. He stated that everyone claiming to know Punk was coming in prior was speculating. <laughs> so Triple H confirmed fight the story. So why the fuck were my guys in the UK um, when they were advertising prizes? They 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 slotted in CM Punk wristbands that they've had for years that they previously gave away for free in the magazine because my son has them, and they managed to put them back in as as uh, potential free gifts. They put them back into the photo. Why were there multiple mentions from uh, Rosenberg, hints from Corey Graves, um, Cora Jade, all these oh, people yes. throughout Nakamura, people Nakamura, using the, Nakamura using the GTS. And when the music hit, there's a camera on Michael Cole yep. where he lifts his arm up and brings it down to the start of the music. Like, you're a fucking retard. Why don't you go... Just what, honestly, the guy, the guy can just carry on fucking conning everybody. He cheats on his fucking wife. He's a he, he, he bangs the fucking ugliest fucking rats that I've ever seen. That this is what he thrives of: banging, banging ugly, dirty wrestling rats to make up for the fact his wife, his wife this? looks like a. <laughs> come on, I've seen the get. I've seen what one of them. One of them doesn't have a fucking doesn't have a shit doesn't have a shithole. She's had like um, oh, colon removed. But how do you know that he, that he boned her? Oh, everybody said he boned her. And the other one, that Sherry, what's her name? What, uh, that fucking one with the one with glasses. I the don't one know with any of them. Sherry. Oh, I got obviously like Brad's talks about this stuff. But yeah, I mean, he fucking he got caught with the whole rubbing the thigh thing, um, which again should be the end of it because you know cheating on your wife is pretty bad. I've done a lot of fucking things, um, including that. But at the same time, like, you know, I, I, I would hold my hands up and say that's pretty fucking, that's pretty bad. That's up there with like one of the worst fucking things that I, that I did. Um, but obviously the marriage wasn't right because it only lasted 18 months. So I'm, I'm not then actively back with her and staying with her and pretending that I'm, I want to be in this, in this marriage that he is. The guy's a fucking fraud in every way. He's a fraud at home. He's a fraud at work. And this is just fucking embarrassing. Like, and what's more embarrassing is I'm actually friends with Steve Carrier at Ringside News and these other people, and they continue to quote these people. They know that it gets more traffic than than my name because sure. I'm still not known by by most people. But mm -hmm. at the end of the day, at some point you have to take the plunge and you have to have the balls to turn around and say that this is the guy who's getting everything if right. They just and keep using gonna... your name, it'll you will then be a name. If they only say It'll, yours for fucking three months, according to Billy then, Body that, and the Dirty then, Sheets, and just keep fucking doing it and, and ignore then, any but noise, then, but, it's over. But, 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 but even the ones that like me can't do that because then what happens is is that you then get their um, they, they, them getting publicly criticized for, for citing me. God. Then people... Storm Ross Sat will then start messaging their, their sponsors because remember their website traffic is based on website ad sales. You need someone so with a fucking pair start, of balls and and gives I need the, someone I don't who, give a I need fuck. Some, well, I need someone who's willing I, I would need someone who's willing to lose money for, for the sake of it. So mm -hmm. um it, it all comes down to um you know that, that guy that reached out to us and having that conversation about um, a website and putting content out there and look 
I know you're not thrilled about doing stuff after Mania, mm. but we have until now and WrestleMania to get that website shit nailed down and see if that's the direction that we're going. But the bottom line is this. How much would a I'm Patreon be? What, what level of money would you say? I think it would be a flat, this is, you hear our content. And I would think it would be semi-high. Well, at the moment, I'm gonna I'm gonna fulfill my obligations of um, wrestling informer, superstar profile because the Hogan show's got decent response mm -hmm. um, and uh, wrestling lists, and I'm gonna do all of that shit, um, and I'll continue to do can continue to do that shit if I want to. There'll be no rules. Um, if one week me and you are doing an edition of the Dirty Sheets and it's a quiet week, we'll we'll bring those shows in. Mm -hmm. Like we'll say. Oh, hey! Next week's dirty sheets. We're gonna we're we're gonna make it a wrestling list show, or we're gonna make it like we're gonna have creative freedom to put whatever we want behind our paywall, and we'll tell people on YouTube for free what is going to be on our paywall. That is the ten minutes a week that we will do. We will say this week's dirty sheets is going to be this. This week's dirty sheets is going to be that. This week's informer is going to be talking about this. This week's informer is going to be talking about that. So it's going to be them two shows recorded in one sitting because Cav doesn't like to set up twice. No, um, if, so, like, Believe me, if we fucking lived closer, I don't think it would be an issue. It, it, the time is the craziest issue of all of us. That is the one where it's like, and, and it boggles my mind because I've given Billy shit about, I go, what are you doing all day? How come you're not free until fucking midnight your time where I'm in the fucking middle of the day ready to go, you know, and he has a fucking life and he has, like you heard, 50 other fucking shows. Um, because God, God forbid I fucking get a real fucking job, Billy, where I have to fucking be gone, then that's a big fucking problem <laughs> because I mean, I'm very footloose and fancy free with my job right now, being able to be flexible like this because who the hell is able to do a show at fucking 2 PM in the middle of the fucking day, you know? And I was thinking about bringing back the man show as well. Like at oh, some fuck. Point, so. Kill me. Kill me, kill me ahead of time. <laughs> well, we can. Well, maybe. But, but I, I think I, I think that you would be more important to that show than this show. I think. <laughs> oh, by as far. A by wrestler, far. I think at the wrestling show, um, it's your we could, we could the replace show. What's that? It's your opinion on wrestling show. Like, I mean, like I said, people want to hear what you say, what you have to say about it. I pretty much drive the car, you know, um, and host it for you. You know what I should say? Well, I, I should really put you against the well, fucking wall and say. You get equipment, I'll do whatever shows you fucking want me to do. Yeah, we could do that as well. That that <laughs> that, that is something that needs to, that is something that needs to happen for um for other stuff. Whereas like I've um so my other company, because I um ran run an autographs company now as mm -hmm. well. Um the guy at um the footballer, Paul Gascoigne, um, who we had um do a signing for us the other week, um, he could come in and um I'd like to have got him in as a guest to actually talk about some football, but it would have required basically at this point chucking my phone down on the table and us both yeah. sitting around it, which is how. Or uh, I don't want to do that. Like I want to be able to start doing more stuff on Skype and whatnot. And so that. yeah, I've passed up on a lot of interviews previously, um, particularly when in that period where Drew McIntyre. Um, was in TNA, but not, but heading to WWE. There was a time where we could have done a lot more regular stuff with him. Had I recorded it with with him, yeah. um, could have probably had it once a month. 
but I didn't because I didn't have the equipment. There's been a lot of things that um, haven't happened because I haven't recorded them. Um, and it's never bothered me because at the end of the day, it's like, look, I do enough content. If I miss a show here and there, if I can't do this show, it doesn't matter. But yeah, I think moving, I think moving forward, um, it's going to be a lot more serious next year in terms of um, the paywall content because this, I figured the, you'd the, want the to be independent sh- too because it's like you're reliant on like where you're having to do a show and you got to call Brad and be like, can you record it and edit it and send it and all that kind of stuff where it's like you get this stuff. You you don't need anybody to fucking help. You know, it's click, well, click and bang, you per- done, you know? Well, he seems to be gone off Twitter again, off X again, oh, but he? he's another person. <laughs> he's a person I want to reach out to and maybe that could be something where we turn around and go, Okay, Cav does dirty sheets because it's bread and butter, and, and Brad comes in and does the informer, and we make that a whole new show. But as I said, at this point in time, I'm formulating ideas. Um, but you, but none of this is going to happen until 2024. So mm-hmm. until then, uh, and I want to talk a bit about Survivor Series and and Raw because I don't want to have none of that on here because we people got ten complain. minutes before I got to get out of here, so we should. Yeah. So just to summarize where we are at, if you are behind the paywall you'll get everything that's promised you behind a paywall uh, because you're paying and my rule is now I won't talk for free. Fuck, fuck these people. Um, and if you are here on the Dirty Sheets feed, you'll get the occasional little update in terms of what is going on behind the paywall um, and you'll get your year-end review at some point in December at Christmas time. Uh, but otherwise, that's it. This is going to be a pretty dead sort of feed up until dead, dead sort of podcast feed up until um the new year until we decide exactly how we're going to do it but provisionally um there'll be 15 minute shows put on here which are going to be telling you what's going to be behind the paywall um kind of like what russo does and they'll be available on youtube and here and uh, that'll be it and that will include um q a's you want your questions answered uh, you better be behind the paywall so you can ask him because I won't be answering them here. I'm not going to talk to any of you. You can't get me on Twitter already. That's Cav. You, some people think it's me and I see tweets for me. Yeah. It ain't me. Because the fact you know it's not me is that it still exists. <laughs> um, and I reply to I let them know. <laughs> yeah, I'll let them know. You know, I don't know if they think that's the gimmick that, oh, well, yeah, because we know you would have already blown it. Of course. Yes. Um, 100%. <laughs> Because so, the people that uh, just go, I got a couple tweets uh, the other day that just said, oh, it, not like, you know, it was a big deal. Pretty much everybody guessed that was going to happen with Punk. And I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, yeah, but no, every, guessing, sure. I guessed. I said I think so. And I'm a nothing. I know nothing. I go, but factually, did someone tell you that other than him? No. Well, at the top of there's there's a there's a YouTube video that I released and you can and that I released and um, that is the I'm I'm saying we haven't actually pre-planned this, but the eight minutes at the top of the show is going to be that audio. So that YouTube is going to go at the top of the show, uh, along with um, we'll play obviously the reaction of Sam Punk coming out first. So this is this is me and Cav booking the show now. Yeah, um, on the fly. The, the, the reaction to Punk coming out is what I want to open with. Then I want to play. No, then I want to play. No, no, no. Let's do it the other way. <laughs> Let's play my audio. Let's play my audio and then play the music of me being right and him coming out. 
and then let's introduce and that'll be the first 10 minutes of the show and then um yeah and then obviously the conversation we've just had moving on to the conversation that i want to have which is about survivor series um my first thought was that we were right in terms of that there didn't need to be two war games no. matches the women's was weird with the girls the babyface advantage that doesn't work does it um i thought the match was okay but i really felt like i mean they, they should set make it up different. for bailey they, to get kicked out and be a good guy for sure that's the whole th- reason for this it is but i also feel that the traditional survivor series match could yep. have worked as well and i think maybe something for next year it's worth considering that the traditional survivor series is that like we're doing all this stuff in terms of, Oh my God, it's the match that dusty invented. Yeah. But dusty worked in WCW. This is not our tradition. This is their tradition. Like if you want to do yeah. war games, like fucking do it at Starcade or something. I, I know it wasn't at Starcade. It was, it was at another pay-per-use war games was at something else. It was a full brawl. It wasn't just war games right? by itself. Yeah. You're right. Fall brawl. Fall no. brawl had war games. Yeah. It had the tank on the thing. Yeah. Right. So, bring back full brawl or do Starcade and bring it there or, or fine, have it at Survivor Series, but it isn't our Survivor Series. You, you need to get the traditional yeah. Survivor Series match. Back. You need to mix it there. And I really felt that during the women's match. Um, for the rest of the show, I actually fell asleep and watched it the next day, uh, the next day. but fucking hell, like God, yeah, it was two God woke me up. That's it. Three. Well, it? It, I, for me, it was two matches and... Punk showing up. Oh, sorry. Sorry, I thought you meant there were only two matches in the gap. Um, oh. There was three matches in the gap. But yeah, I, I only watched them the next day because um, I did fall asleep. And um, as I said, like I fell asleep. Austin fell asleep next to me. Uh, I was watching it in my room. And um, yeah, we, we I woke up just before the War Games match. Oh, and I wow. woke him up. And we were good. And... God looked after us because he does <laughs> look after. He does. He does protect good people. Um, and as as Andrew Tate, as Andrew Tate said, like you can, if you believe, if you have faith throughout, you'll be fine. Yeah, Allah uh, helped always fucking kept. Billy out. <laughs> I don't know who it was. What one it was? I don't want to like align with a with one God and and reduce our audience even more. Um, Baba Ganoush fucking so, helped yeah. you. <laughs> What's that? Baba Ganu, she came down to fucking help you out. Isn't that that elephant with the know, 50 arms? Is that what the fucking thing Oh, that, no, I reached the memble. But they fucking still do religion in school. Like, this whole thing, I'm going, I'm doing this whole thing at the moment with Austin's mum, and it's like, school's useless. Like, it's old and dated, and, like, you don't need any of it, right? They haven't, they haven't changed school for, like, fucking Oh, you need years. math, you need to know some history. I mean, you don't need to know history, but it's nice to be cultured, I guess, to know, you know, what well, happened calcul- beforehand. I, I, calcul- I have a calculator on my phone. I don't need to know. How to you add know what? I, I went to school and I still don't know math. Thank God for a calculator because I'm retarded. No, I can, I, and I can do the maths and I understand mental arithmetic is important, but algebra and simultaneous oh. equations are not, not. But you know what I would do in maths, first of all, is I would fucking do spreadsheets. I would do profit and loss yes. sheets. I would do ta- I would do taxes. Uh, people can't do their fucking taxes. They don't know what their tax bill is going to be. They don't. They can't work out the tax on things in America. When like if you go into the shops, like how much tax is added onto this mm-hmm. that. Learn I still don't Excel. know. <laughs> so yeah, so I so I'm having this whole <laughs> thing with her, and at the moment Austin's doing spreadsheets for autographing, 
um he's doing um what else was he what else was he doing the other um, he's he's doing he started his own podcast with me, fuck me. That's another one See, I have to do. That's why you have, That's why you need the uh, roadcaster, and you get two nice mics, and you get it there. Like everybody says, I got the best sound in the business. But did you, did you listen to the first episode that we did? No, I didn't even know there was. I, it's on YouTube. I, I I made him a YouTube channel, mm-hmm. and uh, oh god, it's called, you. did uh, you turn the comments off? Yeah. Oh good. It's uh, Austin's. <laughs> It's so the YouTube channel is Austin's Toys and Games, mm-hmm. and the show the episode, the, the series that we're running is called What Are They Like? And you know, because he's been out with me, and we go to these events, and we mm-hmm. stay in these hotels, and he's met these famous people and oh. whatnot. He's going to talk. He's going to talk about what each individual person was like. Um, so each episode is only about ten minutes. The first one's Lionel Messi. I think the second one is going to be Tom Cruise or Logan Paul. We haven't decided yet. So, yeah, that's going to be a good little channel. So it's worth checking out. I got um, one for so you to go do to with Austin. him. Have him so if, if, break out. If, if we, go ahead. If, if we've met them, we have. To, I was going to say, you can't, we can't do no, one. No, no, no. I'm met. saying uh, like a, a, a something else other than that um, if, because it's Austin's games and toys and all that kind of stuff. Have him um, <laughs> break out some old-ass video games. But I break out a fucking Nintendo, see how he wants to kill himself. And have him review some of these yeah, old fucking well, ga- games that, well, you know, we, they didn't have. We have the WrestleFest machine and we have all the old games on there, like Mortal Kombat Street Fighter. Now he thinks they all suck. So, yeah, I so, mean, yeah, have like, him play fucking, you know, Ring King on Nintendo and Mario 3, shit like that, you know, and see, see what holds up, see what keeps his fucking attention from like, Nintendo days and you could get a new game each week and say this week we're playing baseball stars you know me I have every fucking uh, one with all the old games and shit like that and it's it, it's good in theory to play them again and then when you do you go this is fucking awful it's it's fucking rough. like Tyson's punch out holds up and uh, baseball stars does but that's about it anyway so we are doing stuff anyway as I was saying so like he's now He's. I'm getting to watch films and write about them. I'm getting him to do spreadsheets and and whatnot to work out how that how how that works. And yeah, so I'm basically doing my own fucking version of school, which actually going to be helpful. Um, so that so that that's what we've been kind of been doing. Uh, he's he, he's also going to the gym with me and stuff. I'm now at a gym where he's allowed to go in there, um, which is which is crazy because. He goes into the gym and whatnot. So, yeah, like so that that's that's going to be another thing that's keeping us busy. So we're watching the um, watching the Survivor Series, and we just about got up in time for the match. But we, in terms of that actual match, just the War Games match, just to finish up, did you think um, and did you have any thoughts about it at all? Because I, I really didn't. I just I felt like it was all. I, I thought everything was. And my one takeaway was the match was kind of just. You know, your war games match. These people come in. There's mm-hmm. no, there's, there's nothing really. There's nothing really to, to hold your attention for the first 20, 25 minutes as they're all coming in. I ended up coming out of it with the opinion that the final ten minutes of that show was the best ten minutes of a wrestling show mm-hmm. uh, dating back to maybe 10, 20 years. Um, I thought it was that good in terms of the way the autumn thing was done. Oh, is he coming? Yeah. Yes, he is. He stops. Pre- pre- so, oh, we're not going to try and win this match. Priest is going to cash in. Oh my God. Now yeah. Orton's coming in. This, that's the way to do things. And then you have and like, then then the finishing. yeah, looked at Jay. Jay then saves the, saves him with a super mm-hmm. kick. We have the arcade of uh, McDonough off the top of the cage. That was fucking awesome. Uh, obviously baby faces go over strong and then punk comes out. 
you, you put that 10 minutes up against anything ever, any 10 minutes in wrestling, it, it, it might actually come out on top. Uh, that was my main takeaway. You know, what, what did you think? My, my cousin who was there, he was raving and said it was 10 times better than Mania. And he was at Mania. He lives in L.A. So he was at Mania and then he was at this. Um, and I go, because at first I go, well, of course it was because you were there. You know, it's always better, you know. And he goes, no, I was at both. And he said, mm. it's the crowd. The crowd is, he said, 90% for him. And I kind of agree. If the car card is mediocre and the crowd is fucking insane, boy, the show's a 10. It doesn't even matter if anything's going on. You're like, this fucking crowd gets you excited, you know? Because I was like, the Miz match, who gave a shit? All the other matches were like, who cared? Um, and I could see that hey, from one at thing home, to you know? I'd say one thing to do, like, um, when if you watch that punk thing back, right? Mm -hmm. Um, watch it back and look when they're in the ring celebrating the win. Watch the background where people are leaving. Oh, that's great. <laughs> and can you imagine how oh, many might God. have done as soon as the three count here? Yeah, yeah. I can imagine. Like, are these someone, someone want to check on these people? Because, <laughs> well, there's something me. online where some guy left and his girlfriend was videoing, but who knows? Everything's suspicious, right? And he's that, like, was, that was fixed. That was that, that was fixed, though. There I you think go. I saw yeah. that. I, I saw a lot of these reactions, and that was like more a case of, fuck, I'm too involved in this. I don't like this as much as I used to because I don't fucking, I can't believe I'm like these people. Mm. Like, there's that part, well, that whole like, oh my God, am I like them? Do, do people see me like this um and that, that's the whole part that also puts you off um i wrap this have up more to say because i gotta get the fuck out yeah i have more to say um i do do a raw review and obviously yesterday's raw was very relevant i guess so i'm going to talk about that separately i'm going to still do my raw review i'm going to talk more about survivor series um, including the star system stuff as well. Um, if Cav has more to say about it, he drops a, um, a, a show behind a paywall as well. It's supposed to be mainly AEW, but AEW should be pretty much out of business soon. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> sorry. I mean, yeah, Tony Khan I making everybody tweet how great it is there. Jesus Christ. It's embarrassing. I mean, when, when fucking, um, what's his name? TQ. Oh, what's his TQ? TQ. I can't remember his name. But QT, that's it. QT. When QT is fucking resigning. That's and that was unreal. literally the only... Yeah, that's like fucking... That's telling you... do some production Titanic. in WWE. Don't get in the ring. Just go, you know... He's, he's friends got, with Cody, uh, yeah, so there you go. Yeah, I think Cody might get him something on totally. the road. I mean, he got punk a job, so... <laughs> you know. Why not? He's the, he's right, the God savior. All right, that's it, kids. Um, Be sure to subscribe because you're not going to hear Billy anymore this is gonna be it you're gonna you know he's gonna get do his uh show for christmas uh with the rundown we'll be doing that but other than that you're gonna be seeing if you subscribe on dirty sheets you will just see subscription only subscription only and then the prices are gonna go up even fucking crazier hundred dollars a month billy's gonna charge to listen to him so that's it kids you make that sound you make that sound crazy when my lock betting lock betting clients actually pay me 125 yeah, it's not I know. that, it's not and, that wild. And listen, people want to hear what the fuck you have to say. And, uh, you know, if I'm doing the fucking shows with you, I'm getting half. So that's fine with me. Uh, all right, kids, I'm going to go do my fucking show now and talk about God knows fucking what. Um, that's it. That's over at the uh, Lingus Mafia podcast, wherever you get your bullshit from. <laughs> Next time someone wants to sue me like CM Pug try to, then uh, we can just say we'll go hogs in there, okay? <laughs>
<laughs> I'll just be the one to make sure to fucking pipe you down when it's uh when you when you scream something that I know is gonna get you in trouble. Otherwise, I let you like to twist in a wind because it's more fun for me to watch. <laughs> All right, kids. I'm Cav. He's Billy. We'll fucking talk to you next time. This is somebody that needs his ass kicked bad, real bad. <laughs>